and badass gals. Some of them are more than pals. Our show can be a little gay, but if you're not, that's okay. You can listen and have fun either way. Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who, guests and music and reviews. Game of Thrones, Winona too. We promise there's something for you. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. We have a very special musical guest performing (laughs) (laughs) nearby. (laughs) I don't know who it is or where they are, but they're somewhere near my apartment. So, (laughs) But they're talented. It's good music, good singing. So uh, if a little singing or music, that's where it's coming from. With all the doors and windows closed. (laughs) Lucky us. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Crystal Chappelle creator and star of Venice the series, amongst other things. We're also going to do some nerd news and catch up on what we missed the first time around on uh, Winona Earp episode 402. But first, we have some listener mail. All right, listeners. Thank you, Lee, who wrote us. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. We didn't have time in last week's show to get to it, and I think we were all still a little in shock from <laughs> that scene from Winona, in uh, Winona. So Lee writes, hi, ladies, I wanted to take a minute to drop you a line and let you know that I really enjoy your podcast. I think it's amazing to listen to other nerds talk about things they love and you all do it so well. I have actually been able to accept my inner nerd more since I found your podcast. It's ironic that in my 56 years on this earth, I am far more comfortable saying I'm a lesbian than I am saying I'm a nerd, although that has changed for me in the past year. Anyway, I love the shows and movies you've talked about so far. I myself am a newer Erper, having found the show last summer and had incredible luck to attend the Erpalooza last October. Meeting Kat and Dom and Emily and Mel has been one of the highlights of my life so far. And and Wendy, I don't think you have to own a t-shirt to call yourself a Nerper. Smiley oh. face. <laughs> as far as recommendations for shows you all might like, I really enjoyed watching She-Ra. Yeah, Shira fan and the Princess of Power out on Netflix. I know what you're thinking. It's a cartoon for kids, but it's really not. No, we were not thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) This story is very well written and the voice acting is top notch. It's very female positive message and I laughed and I cried. I highly recommend checking it out. Keep, Keep up the good work and thanks again for feeding my inner nerd with your great podcast, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Lee. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you're accepting your your nerdness. Yeah, uh, yeah it is something that, you know, you really have to come to accept and own uh, and express freely to, to everyone around you. And those part people downstairs partying are cheering for you. <laughs> they agree. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And, so, I, yeah, she have no, there's no shame. Shira is amazing. I love it. Um, have you watched the whole we, thing, Kat? Or are you still making? I have. Oh no! Oh, no, so you've no. seen it all. Okay, I watched yeah. a few episodes, and I really liked it. It's it's just I got so much stuff to watch right now, you know. But it was really great. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I I am a child anyway. I just my maturity level. Um, I mean, but I really. I mean, it was almost too smart for me. So it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. So I'm it's excited awesome. to watch the rest. Yes, but please do. Th- this was written to us, like I said, a couple of weeks ago. So this was pre Winona Earp episode two. So Lee, if you're listening, and I hope you are, please write us and tell us how you felt about episode two. And yeah. 
what what you were doing or thinking. Well, 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 <laughs> doing. Let's, let me take that back. <laughs> Uh, what appropriate thing well not that that's inappropriate but you know for this you know (laughs) just keep going Tara this is uh, you know what I'm going to get to my point let us know what you thought about that scene and that episode (laughs) in general very curious to know Uh, um yeah how you felt about that if you felt the same as we did or whoo I'm still letting it sink in it's yeah. it's tough man um i'm excited to see what else happens you know oh my god but uh yes but thank you lee we really appreciate it uh and you know 56 years newer erper it's all good We're loving hey, it I, I get it like i am not i'm right up there near lee's age so i get like there's times where and, and a lot of it's because it used to be kind of weird to be a nerd and, you know, and it was something important to you that you didn't want to put out there and like, you know, people make fun of nerds or whatever. But now I feel like nerds kind of rule. Nerds are a big right. deal. Comic-Con, nerdness. I mean, all the films. I mean, nerd is very cool. Nerds and, make the uh, world go round. They seriously really. do. They make but, all the cool stuff. And yeah. the most I'm proud of being a nerd. Stuff. So, yeah. I think people aren't nerds are pretty dull. Nerd on. Right. I know. When someone tells me they're not in, in quotes, into sci-fi, I'm like, oh, okay. well, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> what will we talk about? I don't know. Not, nothing. <laughs> nothing. The stock market? Politics? That's not fun. <laughs> yes, my portfolio? Yeah. No. Let's compare portfolios. Let's compare. Well, we are, <laughs> that's what she said. We are going to introduce a stock uh, a stock segment soon, so get ready. I can't wait. Good, take a class before we do that. (laughs) I need some education. No, 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 no. That's a terrible idea. Uh, yes. Yes. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. So, and now speaking of news, nerd news, hard hitting nerd news. You heard it here. A league of their own coming to TV. League of their own reboot. Champ, 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 champ. Um, <laughs> Tell us the so, scoop, champ. It's a scoop. It's a down low. That's not really important thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't think they said the down low. I don't think they did. They did either. No. Let's let's get it's back on track up here now. Come on now. Uh, League of Their Own. This is important story. This is newsworthy story. League of Their okay. Own. The amazing movie directed by Dear Penny Marshall, starring a whole host of awesome people. As if you don't know, then you probably don't care about the story anyway. You know who was in it. Uh, it was about the know, women's baseball league. Don't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, no, we might have so, some younger listeners that haven't okay. that haven't seen it. So I'm going to call it. Go watch it. Oh, if Please. you haven't seen it, for sure watch it's it. Great. Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, John Lovitz. Come yeah. on, it was it was classic. Classic women's baseball league uh, movie and huge hit when it came out. But they are turning it into a series that will be on Amazon. Amazon has picked it up. Wow, they're really singing now. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, the joyful spirit of Penny Marshall's beloved classic, while widening the lens to tell the story, or it evokes the joyful spirit, while widening the lens to tell the story of an entire generation of women who dreamed of playing professional baseball, baseball it, the show takes a deeper look at race and sexuality, following the journey of a whole new ensemble of characters as they carve out their own paths toward the fields, both in the league and outside of it. So it sounds like it's definitely not. I was talking about this with a friend at work who thought maybe they're re- just redoing the film with same characters. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's, it's basically just t- telling more stories within that time. And 
women's professional baseball. The other teams out there. Right. And other, other players. And I feel like, um, uh, yeah, there's plenty of stories to be told and there's so much more to explore during that whole thing. And, and, uh, Jamie Babbitt who directed, but I'm a cheerleader directed the pilot. Um, and it looks cool because the, the women's league was, was out there for um, like 10 years, right? About 10 years, almost. And it was like nine or 10 years. Hmm. Um, yeah, so 43 to 54. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you know, there's a lot of stories i'm sure there's a lot of uh <laughs> revelations that happened during that time for some of these ladies <laughs> well yeah, that's you know. i'm assuming that might be covered also yeah. they they only had Better that one be. scene really that that highlighted african-american women and how they weren't in the league and just based on the pictures that have been released so far uh there are two african-american women one in a uh, uniform one not so we'll see but it looks like it's definitely going to explore that more than league of their own was able to Good. does it say who else is going to be in the cast because i'm excited uh, because one of my the girl from Broad City's in it. One of the yeah, Broad she's City great. Girls. So yeah, Ab- so Abby, Abby, right? yeah, Abby, yeah. Uh, she has a real name, but which one? Which that. one is her name? <laughs> I don't know which one of these people this is. Um, I, I think I, it's isn't it Abby Jacobson? That's a real name, I think. Oh yeah, they do have their real names. Oh yep. yes, yeah. Abby Jacobson. That's right. Yep. Will Graham. Oh oh, Abby Jacobson uh, is co-creating the series. By the way, no. Yep. So, cool. Yeah. So it's going to be funny a little bit. Yes, for sure. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the I movie think, was too. And I don't know Very if this funny. is going to be like sort of a half hour deal, uh, probably probably within half hour to an hour. I, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see the tone that it takes. Mm-hmm. But, Do we no have any idea? Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know when, Wendy? Uh, any no premiere when? date. No premiere date. Mm-hmm. They filmed a pilot. They have some pictures already. They have pictures. Right. So, which is good. Those look good. I mean, who, who knows? knows if it was pre-pandemic right. or they just did that. So I'm hmm. guessing what they've seen of the pilot, they felt pretty good. Apparently, it's been in development for years. It's taken a while, but I'm glad it's finally here. So I'm no word excited. yet on when, it, when it's going to start. But oh, yeah. Kat and I are lining up. We love this movie. It's the movie. I think what- when it comes out, like when it drops on Hulu, we should do like a deep dive into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to celebrate because that's oh, such yeah. a great movie. I feel like I could do a deep dive without even them. watching. I just looked because <laughs> I love it. I love the movie. I was obsessed with the film. Same. Yeah, um, it's right in the part of my Madonna fandom heyday too. So yeah, um, ditto. All right, you want to hear some more interesting news when it comes to movies on TV? Do now I look? Now look. Let's start off saying whoa, that whoa. we've. T- whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're stealing my thunder here. Oh, I got one first. Sorry. Movie. All right, you go first. You go first, and then we'll get to yours because they are related here. I, I misread and the one's going to lead into the other because we got to talk first <laughs> about Lifetime and Please their so. LGBTQ plus movie Boom. featuring gay characters that they will have. Uh, are producing for this year. So last year, they referenced in, in an article, and I'll read part of it, they referenced last year's Twinkle All the Way, which featured a gay kiss between characters. And apparently it was the final kiss in the movie. So, you know, it was featured in a way. It wasn't just like a little drive-by peck or anything like that. Sure. So, and I love the title, Twinkle All the Way, and it starred Sarah Drew, one of my favorites from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, shout out. I try to find a way to sneak it in there every time. Um, <laughs> Well done, well done. Uh, Yeah, so Twinkle All the Way kind of paved the way last time, last year. So now they're doing another one called The Christmas Setup. 
-hmm. And it will feature a gay romance as the lead story. Whoa. Do you guys a synopsis, okay? Okay. Hugo, a New York corporate lawyer, and his best friend Madeline head to Milwaukee to spend the holidays with his mom, Kate, who was also in charge of the local Christmas celebrations, of course. Someone's always in charge of the <laughs> gingerbread contest or the Christmas, you know. As they should be. Everything. Sure. Ever the matchmaker, Kate arranges for Hugo to run into Patrick, Hugo's high school friend and secret crush, who has oh. recently returned after a successful stint in Silicon Valley. So not only he's not just some schlub walking around town, he's just gotten back from his successful stint in Silicon Valley. Well, he does well. Right. He does well. As they enjoy the local holiday festivities together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable, and it looks as though Kate's well-intentioned Santa-style matchmaking is a success. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. Oh, boy. Wow. Chills. <laughs> I wonder how it will end. Oh man, I don't know. What will, what will he decide? Well, it's lifetime. What if they throw it's a twist? Beauty. That's true. It's like yeah, right. it's darker, a little darker, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. One of them gets hit by a truck or something. <laughs> right. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So casting is underway, and it's going to pre- uh, begin production this month. I assume they're going to take COVID precautions. Now, most of these mm. Christmas movies on Hallmark and Lifetime, they don't have like a lot of making out or no, a lot of usually no. just like one or two kisses that whole movie yeah, exactly. so at least they have that they've already set that precedent that i don't have to worry about okay. making it you know winona you know season four <laughs> so two of, winona. Uh, <laughs> taking it up a notch i love uh, how but, now that episode has become like there's before that episode <laughs> and oh, now there's they're after not being, that yeah. oh the bar has been set yes oh my god and uh yeah so the <laughs> Programming EVP uh, Amy Winter says, we are thrilled to continue our legacy of creating a holiday destination that is welcoming to all at Lifetime. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, Crown Media Hallmark's uh, VP Publicity just last month told Newsweek, diversity and inclusion is a top priority for us, and we look forward to making some exciting programming announcements in the coming months, including announcements about projects featuring LGBTQ storylines, characters, and actors. We are committed to creating a Hallmark experience where everyone feels welcome. So, this this article moves with, uh, or says... Your move, Hallmark. Exactly. They have since made a move. So, (laughs) I see your challenge, and I'll take the side of Hallmark on this, because Hallmark, now look, here's the thing. Hallmark is putting out a movie that airs Saturday, August 15th. It's not a Christmas movie. This week? It's it's this Saturday. And it does, it's not Christmas. It's a summer lesbians that are in it are not the leads but there is a lesbian wedding in this film yeah now may i side note for a moment wendy's all nerded out about this because the stars of a godwink christmas play the leads (laughs) and i am freakishly obsessed with that film and i've seen it a billion (laughs) times and i love it and i cry every time wow and yeah so when I saw that Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sesto were doing a movie together, I freaked out. But here's the thing. Here's how I found out about this movie. Because I, Paul had been on Battlestar Galactica. So I saw Katie Sackhoff mm-hmm. sort of retweet. I don't think he was a huge part. I don't even remember mm-hmm. who he was. 
but he's basically he's been uh in a nice way trolling people that are trolling the gayness of the hallmark movie like i won't let you and your gay agenda into my home blah 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 and he'll write back something like well what if me and my gay agenda bring snacks or something like that you know so he's hey he's enjoying like some you know this guy but yeah, so he's like saying, look, you know, if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. So something about how people are judging. I can't, no, I think that was a whole nother thing. I don't know. But it was basically he's been um, defending it, but in a in a nice way. And okay. and you look at the behind the scenes for this film and they're basically talking about how this is a movie that celebrates love in its different forms. And it has two Af- an African-American wedding, which, of course, isn't scandalous or new, but it's their best friends in the movie are played. You know, it's an African-American couple that get married. There's also a biracial marriage. There's a Jewish wedding and then the lesbians get married. And Tara, Tara and I have a bet, like, are they even going to show the lesbians kiss? But we'll see. That's I wonder. I don't know. We're, we're like, wondering. after they say you can kiss the bride. Yeah. Are they going to cut away? Cut, right. cut away. Tara right. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They and they're going to turn around like they just did it. I don't know, man. I don't really? know. I don't know. A little too much too soon for I, them, you think? Maybe. I, yeah. Here's what they I think. They have a very specific brand, Hallmark. Yeah. Sure. Well, here's what they're doing. They're putting this, they're slipping this into not a Christmas movie, but a summer movie that I don't know if they get the the views that a, Chris, the, a big Christmas push does. So they're putting this in here with two of their very, very well-liked Hallmark stars where it's a lesbian wedding, but it's like a small part of like, there's three other weddings. Like every other story in this, in this TV movie is a straight couple getting married or falling in love. So I think this is a little like, all right, we'll put it in. Jewish wedding, the non-Christian wedding. So if you, you know, I, I, I went ahead. I, I partially regret it. Now I went ahead and looked on Instagram on Hallmark's uh, site and they were, you know, posting about this yeah. movie. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to read some of these comments. I'm oh, very Tara, curious. Tara, no. Like, Tara, no. You know, and some people, <laughs> like like Wendy said, oh, you're pushing your gay agenda. I won't be watching. I'll big pass on this one. Uh, I thought you were wholesome. This was a safe place for my family, and now I can't do it. You know, I was, you know, I won't say I'm like was appalled. It's nothing I didn't expect to see. But I did see mostly positive comments. I'll say that. Uh, They had posted one just today. So they posted one kind of four days ago. And that had definitely some negative ones. And they posted one again today. And most people will say I'm excited to see it. Uh, You know, so I actually posted and wrote them a big thank you. I appreciate it. Um, oh, good and for you. I, you know, so I put a nice comment on there because, uh, you know, even they were basically writing back to everyone that had a positive comment and then the negatives, they just ignored. <laughs> so, uh, but it, you know, it's, I like that they're taking a chance. They are taking a chance. You know, they sure, could, these people on these comments are saying boycott Hallmark, you know, oh, we're not going to watch. This is no longer wholesome for our family. So uh, I, you know, I give credit to them. Now, we don't need to get into, well, we deserve better and we deserve, you know, a, yes, we do. But goes without they that. don't need to do this. And it's, no. it, it's a big deal. And, you know, change is going to take time and it's going to be hard. And they're taking a huge risk. So I'm yeah. glad they're doing it. And I'm sure I love Hallmark. <laughs> well, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of people in your demographic agree, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's a calculated risk and they figure, okay, for all the people that we lose, we'll probably be gaining a lot more new viewers. People like me who are like, I'm not interested, but if you start to put more, you know, sort of gay storylines into those types of movies, I would, I would 
it would change my mind. I might watch those and, you know, be more excited about that channel. So no, and they have to like, listen, they, you can't ignore a society changing and you can't ignore, you know, a whole entire section of the the country. Uh, So they have to change. I'm glad it's happening. But again, I want lesbian Christmas movie. Yes. There's a tree farm. (laughs) <laughs> and a big big business woman coming in old you know her, to her home hometown and like a baking contest of some kind sure you tell me i don't know how do these things usually go that's, well, that's like exactly, that. yeah. yeah exactly that that's basically it they have to <laughs> they have to save something save up their family farm or sit yeah. uh, bake something they have to win a prize <laughs> to keep something from closing <laughs> that's very cherished by the small town Perfect. Uh, yeah. Or they have to choose between going back to their big city life or staying here in this small town. Um, it's There's great. Generally I love a move it. to a small town involved. It takes no brain power to watch these movies, but they're comforting in a way. Of course. Yeah. And that's on my response to Hallmark. I said, you know, I appreciate that, you know, you, you understand now that we, LGBTQ viewers deserve the same cheesy, uh, joyful, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know exactly what's going to happen kinds of movies, just like everybody else. So that I love that. I'm excited. Give me the cheesiness. Love Bring it. the cheese. Yeah. I'll, I'll be watching. Cheese. You had me at, oh, uh, yeah. You had me at so, Paul Campbell and Kim Lisa's dad, but I like, I'm glad you threw in the gays, too. <laughs> so when is it on? <laughs> That's Wendy? another reason to like it. It is on Saturday. Check your local listings because it's, I'm sure it's kind of like, it's. it says 8 Central, so adjust it from there. So it'll be, was that 6 o'clock LA time? So yes. Yeah. 9 yeah. o'clock. 9 p.m. 8 Central, Saturday, world premiere. Yeah. Set it up every to record. Weekend. Show them some support. You know, yeah, we, know we they've they've done things and they've learned from their mistakes and yeah, uh, you know what, power give of if that they really help. you know show discrimination. They were last year they got a big talking to from everybody <laughs> about the commercial they pulled that featured a lesbian wedding. So you know what? Yeah. Now they are putting a lesbian wedding That's featured in one of their movies. That is interesting. Now that yeah. I'm saying out loud, <laughs> big one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Big two two fingers yeah. right here, buddy. That is kind of an interesting. Thing from, right. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think so. Someone had to have noticed the. <laughs> I would like to know the behind the scenes discussions about this movie yeah. and putting they that in there. A documentary about that. I feel. Well, like. here's the thing. Hmm. You look at it. It was filmed a while back. I don't know when it was done, but it was obviously pre-COVID. So yeah, it's sure. been in the works for a while. So. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. I'm into it. Oh, you and me both. We'll do a review next week. Heck yeah, we will. <laughs> Will you guys watch it next weekend? Next Saturday? Yeah. It's Paul okay. and Kimberly. It's a God Week Christmas, man. I'm not missing this. I'm having a party. Are you kidding? I'm telling you, it's right. freakishly obsession with this movie. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Kimberly's All awesome. Right. All right. No, I, you don't know how nerded out I am about this cat. I'm getting it, though. I'm getting yeah. there. You get it? Think- you get it? Okay. Yeah, and it's the the classic two friends. They go to a, an event. They go to events together just as buddies so they don't get set up by right. their family. They don't want a else. date. They don't, don't want, want a date. date. And then romance <laughs> blossoms. How do you think it ends, yeah. guys? <laughs> Wendy's know. so excited. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't even like romances or wedding movies, but it's, it's them. So I'm excited. That's great. All right.
I followed Kimberly finally on Twitter. I was her thousandth follower. <laughs> hey, Hallmark, did you get Hallmark like, stars? Sort of... Don't get th- I should have. Shout out. Shout out to, you're awesome, Kimberly. You're my second favorite Hallmark actress. <laughs> Your second, yeah. second, you said second favorite? Yeah. You told you know her who that? The first did. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I didn't tell her that. I'm just making sure. <laughs> no. <Arch>. No. <laughs> all right. All right, ladies. If you want to pay $30 on top of a $7 subscription, you can watch Mulan at home in the comfort of your pajamas on the couch because Disney is releasing Mulan to subscribers. You already have to be subscribed. Or if you're not subscribed to Disney plus, you have to get a subscription mm-hmm. and then they're going to add $30 to your bill uh, for you to access Mulan. So uh, this article says after delaying the big screen rollout of Mulan three times, since it was originally supposed to be hit to hit theaters in March, Disney finally settled on an unconventional plan for the movie. Disney will sell access to the big-budget live-action remake starting September 4th for $30 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney+, Plus has been marketed to, as to rival its net, uh, Netflix. Uh, you, it's an all-you-can-eat uh, buffet to stream almost anything. <laughs> this is very over... Paints a picture. Uh, Disney produces <laughs> one monthly subscription, but Mulan will involve an additional transaction that must be paid for, and a pricey one at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the th- the deal is once you pay this $30, you'll have access to the movie for as long as you have Disney plus. Oh, so it's cool. not quite a rental. No, that would suck. <laughs> $30. But yeah. if you get rid of Disney plus, then you don't have the movie. You don't own it. Got it. Um, it's like a long-term rental. Yeah. So like in at purchase. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we'll get to whether or not we feel like we will be paying to see that. But the question was raised, will Disney be releasing other movies this way? Like Black Widow. Woo, um, that was a big one that came up uh, because, you know, that one has been pushed back so many times as well. And, man, I would love if they released that one at home. I'd pay 30 bucks for that for sure. Okay. Um, oh, easy. But they, uh, you know, the senior, the uh, VPs over at Disney basically admitted that this is an experiment, this unconventional release. And it does open, it left the door open to possibly using this release strategy again if it's a success. So if it does well, then they'll consider releasing other movies in this format, um, you know, which is, makes sense. So I, I mean, I hope it does well just for that fact. Yeah. Maybe same. I'll get it just <laughs> to support it. But well, here's like, the- well, I, again, I don't have a subscription, so we just have to steal Wendy's subscription. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I know a lot of people have talked about the price, but then you think a lot of this, if you've got a family of four watching, that's going to be cheaper than most of the time going to a theater. So if you're alone and you're buying it for 30, yeah, then that's steep. Um, I think they're just counting on people getting it, having friends over to watch it, watching it with a family where this definitely, if you two of you go to see a movie, it's depending on where you go and what time, it's going to be at least $30 for the two of you. So. It's not that crazy to know that then if you want to see it again, you don't have to pay again. If this is a movie that you would have gone back twice in the theater to see, well, well you still own it or while well, you have Disney Plus. So, you know, the price is, is big, but it's not, you know, when you think about it, especially for a movie like this that I'm sure they planned on putting in theaters, having people oh, show up, repeat viewings. And now they're like, do we just hang on to this forever or try this? I wonder how they determined this was the movie to try it with, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're just trying to make some of their money back on that movie. Right. And um, it's definitely a movie I would have loved to have seen in the theater. I was planning on seeing it in the theater. 
And I definitely can see myself uh, making that $30 purchase. All right. I, yeah, I would. I want to note that this version of Mulan is not a musical and it's rated PG-13. So mm. they take out the music and they've put in more violence. I mean, it, when you take the music Great. out, it's just all the fighting. <laughs> and she looks Great. like a badass warrior. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not going to be pretty. So I can see that hurting their sales a little bit. Because if you do have I a little kid, yeah. um, it might not be suitable for them. Or they might mm. be uh, traumatized for life. You never know. Yeah, risk again. Yeah. <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> It's what are the, you know, I'm excited to see it, but I, I, I am disappointed. I'm sure the score will be amazing and beautiful. I'm sure they'll incorporate some of the mu- musical themes from the musical. Okay. You know, I do wish. It w- I mean, it would be a little silly. I can't imagine how they would make this live action a musical. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but it would have been kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Would have added definitely a little something. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, that live action, was that PG-13 or was that PG? Mm. Remember? I don't know. I don't, I don't Research? know. Somebody? I'll look <laughs> it up, but I don't remember why it would have been PG-13 other than... How much violence is in the, the musical? In the, in the it was version? PG. PG. Okay. Okay. I mean, there was some, but it's, it's animated. Violence, yeah. It's sure. all kind of wonky. I mean, honestly, I can't think of like a a very long, violent scene. I feel like there was know? nothing like, spoiler, uh, Mufasa <laughs> doing what he did in Lion King. Like, there was sure, nothing mur- that murdering traumatic, his you know? brother, yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, no. Hmm. Beauty and the Beast was PG. Okay. Even though a woman was kidnapped and held against her will. <laughs> by a man beast. <laughs> by a man beast that she fell in love with. With her character. I love her film. I love Emma Watson. I'm just... Calling it like it is. <laughs> the premise is a bit is a bit uh, <laughs> problematic. That's fine. It's a fable. She, or she something. Has, it's fine. She has her books. She's fine. And she's talking to like teacups and stuff. She seems yeah. fine. She's perfectly yeah, fine. <laughs> Normal stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Guess where we're going? Where? Where? She nerds out. Presents. Yeah. Wow. The song is more sexy to me now. <laughs> well, given Paints what's happened. A very clear picture. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about some moments uh, that we maybe didn't really touch on. Touch on. That's what The first said. time grew a 402 Friends in Low they Places. touched on everything. Sorry. There was a lot of touching. <laughs> And I think, you know, we were so, we were still in shock of what had happened towards the end that uh, some stuff just kind of left, uh, for me anyway, some stuff just sort of like uh, left my brain completely. Yes. Right. Right. I forgot so what, about I'm, what the, the rest of the episode pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened again? Yeah. So one of my favorite little scenes also involves a staircase, but it's a very, it's uh-huh. a very different scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel and Winona are on uh, kind of hiding in the small staircase and they're talking about how Winona is like you're going to help me go find Nicole and so a great line it's a great scene between those two anytime these two are together it's just so much fun to watch mm-hmm. but one great line was uh, Rachel said something like well we need at least three people to, to be able to you know get into that room and Winona says well we only have two 
bonus. They're both super fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. Like uh, one of my moments also was at that scene. The awkward, are we high-fiving or fist-bumping at the end? <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Me up like, uh, 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 okay. <laughs> That's all self-awareness and acceptance. It was very well done. Like, I don't know how many times they did it or if they rehearsed it, but it was like completely spontaneously (laughs) awkward. So good. And then uh, not too long after that, part of the the plan was to go in. uh, They have to go into this air, uh, this, you know, oxygen less room, basically, to go and collect some key cards. And, of course, Winona's suit, uh, her oxygen tank is failing. And so she has, she gets hypoxia. And basically the entire time that Winona is in that yellow suit is just gold. Yeah, it is. It is they gold. They take their sweet time in that room. <laughs> Winona has no concern. She's feeling good. <laughs> you know, the highlight of that when she was really like doing all her stuff and going all hypoxia. I remember like the sound of her voice and the way she was acting reminds like, who does that remind me of? And it was Kate McKinnon. Like something about the way oh, she yeah. talked. She had a Kate McKinnon vibe during that. That cracked me up. I love Kate it. McKinnon always makes it on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much good stuff in there. Uh, and then uh, I really love Doc in this episode. Same here. He has some great moments overall. Like throughout the entire episode, Doc is. Uh, I'm just. I- I'm loving Doc in this episode. Mm-hmm. His mustache is very full here too. I appreciate got- that. He's got some, a full mustache. It's mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. He's, he's running a lot. Do you notice he that? He's run run very far. He gets from way, like, you can't even see where he's coming from. And he's I'm sprinting. surprised at how far those two locations actually were. Like, where the, the holes are and the throne and the doors. Like, they're always traveling very far. I hope it kept him warm because he had a long way to go. It, it was very no, cold it, out there. It probably did keep him very warm. Um, he's a good runner. He's a strong, you know, you could, it's, he's a strong runner. Tim is. I love the Jeremy and Doc fight. Yes, uh, that was great. And I love the way Doc throws a punch. He hauls <laughs> off. And- oh yeah, Man, he, like the way he it's does, a haymaker. Like, haymaker is that what that's called? Is that yeah. that style? Haymaker. Ah, yeah, that wide and swing. Like, the sound effect is great. Like they, they, you know, they sold those punches so well. I love it. I, I, I love watching Doc throw punches. That's my new favorite thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, my, a- I, I did like my highlights of Doc were, I mean, oh, first of all, the I think he will be pleased line. I swear <laughs> I'm going to use that for my the rest of my days. Like, that's one that I feel like is going to stay with me. Like, well, what'd you think? I think he will be pleased. You know, I feel like it's going to come out of me. But I also liked when he first sees Nicole, fake Eve Nicole. And his, one of his questions was, how did your garments not accompany you? <laughs> that made me laugh. So again, I uh, doc for those moments right there. Also, I cracked up with him. So good. Uh, Winona makes an orf- orphan black uh, comment. I don't know if you knew if you guys caught that reference. Which one? Winona is talking to Winona Eve. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, Winona Eve says, you know, I'm I'm going to skin your friends alive and 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 uh, choke you to yes. death with it. She's like. That's a, that's the mitol. Like Jesus, like take a mitol, oh, yeah. orphan orphan whack or something. Oh, you know what? I didn't even get the orphan black orphan whack, but now I do. Um, got it. It shows way over my head. Wow. I, see, I Quick. I have to. It is, and I have to watch. I watch. I rewatch with the captions on, or else I I, I miss so much because I can't. 
I can't. Almost I don't know if it's everything. my TV. If it's my TV speakers or what, but I don't, I, I can't really hear the dialogue above the sound effects so, so well. I have yeah. a comment about the, the, that. So when mm-hmm. Winona airs on sci-fi, hmm. the dialogue volume is much lower than if you watch Winona on Netflix. Really? When you more balanced um, and you can hear it a lot better. But whenever I noticed this last season too, that because I had caught up on Netflix yeah, uh, and then I was like, why can't I hear anything? And I had to turn the volume so far up just to hear the dialogue and now it's yeah. the same thing with this is lower again and then you go to netflix and it's it's balanced also um you're not alone i thank you for that i may also um have a season pass on apple uh tv uh apple tv so those episodes sound fine to me hmm. and on if you look watch it on the sci-fi youtube channel which you can do by the way those episodes are just there for anybody in the u.s to, to watch uh the mix is fine as well it must be you know, not to get too technical. It must be the file that they deliver to Sci-Fi is different than what they're giving right. to Apple and to broadcasting out is yeah yeah. It's just it, it, unfortunately you know someone has worked really hard on that mix and it's not good. Yep. The broad the broadcast is, is not. Well, great. I've noticed when I've watched it on Sci-Fi on my TV, and I'm sure it has something to do with my TV and my soundbar. But I feel like the audio is always behind the mouths. And I don't, I don't oh, really noticing that out of, out of when I cut was cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember noticing that as much when I was catching up on Netflix, but since I've watched it on mm-hmm. sci-fi and I'll go watch it in my, my other room there. And yeah, it's, it's almost distracting. Like I have to look at their eyes, not their mouths or I'll get distracted <laughs> by how, how often I want to do the auto sync thing on your soundbar. Just double check. Maybe, but it doesn't do it on mm-hmm. other things I watch. Oh, okay. That's a mystery continues. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, when uh, Winona lands back in Purgatory, we're back with her. She's laying in the snow. I thought for sure when we first watched it that Nedley was going to be standing there going, well, I guess you fell off the stairs. Now what? Like, I thought she was going to be thrown back to pre-episode oh. 402. And yeah. she's, she'd be in some kind. But luckily that didn't happen uh, mm-hmm. because that would have been very frustrating. <laughs> Um, I did notice that they had her slide. The one that I thought was when, uh, when she, like, yeah, when I guess they did toss her through the door. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah, okay. they tossed her. She slid like a penguin. Yeah, that's right. She Lots says uh, on her belly. That's right. Eden, more more like Eden, 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 Eden Dick. I think is what she. Said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Winona. That's our Winona. Uh, and then. When Waverly is running toward, I love this. I I love the scene outside of the the homestead when when Nicole is shooting at Waverly. I love uh Waverly's reactions are adorable, like ah! getting shot at. <laughs> and Nicole comes running out. Eat shit, shit eaters. That's a call- <laughs> that's another callback. Uh, I think Waverly uh, says that line in an episode, maybe season two. I love the callbacks, man. Mm-hmm. They're, well, and they're- I noticed too when I rewatched it today that when they start before they start just kissing outside like nicole says i'm like why don't you come in and find out and earlier eve nicole said something that like why don't you come in and figure it out like come into the little barrier thing yeah. they, they had said similar things they did i think it's the same exact line wendy i think you're right is it the same exact line the same line yeah mm. i can see uh, why see. like people would think oh is this really eve? but then emily made a point to say that's not eve yeah but i did mm-hmm. notice someone i think had brought up like the fact that they kicked eve like 
Doc kicked Eve through that doorway, well, you know, a good bit of time before they came through, like, if that sent her to purgatory, mm-hmm. you know, they were gone a year and a half. She's had however much time that was to yeah, really mess some things up if that's where she did go. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then I think I think it was Emily or someone online, uh, uh, some of the theories I read was uh, essentially, how do they know that that portal was going to open and that light started coming out and something about the the blue and the yellow lights the same thing that happened with the gun sometimes it would glow yellow sometimes it would glow blue right. and you know who is creating that this is getting uh, too complex uh, from the brain. other side uh there might be someone there that had led them back in some way that had been uh. looking for them Mm. Um, and yeah, and I also read a good nugget that the reason that Nicole is wearing, well, Eve is wearing the, uh, overcoat when she kisses Waverly and Waverly says, Ew, you taste like sulfur is because it was really fucking cold. And they thought Nicole, w- that, uh, cat would die if they didn't put no. <laughs> they organized it. Uh, Emily tweeted that, that they wow. had to have Doc give her the jacket because it was too cold for her to be standing out there that long in a rose petals, essentially, or whatever it was. That's smart, yeah, because I remember she, yeah, she picks it up. Nicole, fake Nicole, picks it up off the floor before they go outside. That's yeah. interesting. That's good. God. Good. I'm sure she had, like, some big floofy boots down there, too. <laughs> and probably, like, long john with the little strategic flowers sticking out. <laughs> well, I'm glad they... Because I remember you and I, Tara, shot a movie, and we had our poor actress out in, like, the freezing cold. And she'd do the oh, scene, no. and then we'd cover her up, and then she'd do the scene. It was at a castle in Oklahoma. Cool. Yes, there's a castle in Oklahoma. And <laughs> it was... I think it was about 25 degrees out. Yeah, I think you're right. Whoa. And we were in very scantily clad. And she was dressed like Gabrielle. Yeah. All say. right. And you were dressed like Xena, so it wasn't much yes, more. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. <That> was brutal. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, any more tidbits? Oh, that was gonna. That's kind of it for me. What? So what do we t- remind me? What we're doing next? <laughs> MVP. The MVPs yes. of episode one and two. Now I believe we decided to pick a character MVP as well as. Some random honorable mention of any variety MVP. Sure. And, you know, it, the MVP could be anything. It could be a, an actor. It could be okay. a character. It could be a, the writers. It could, you know what I mean? Like, okay. it could be, right. we can okay. we can kind of just see where this leads us, you know? Well, are we going to put out our, yes? Yes. Oh, I was just going to say we're not putting ourselves in a box. So we're going to okay. let it flow. Well, I'm going to flow. You could say that. With my vote. Let's your flow. Go, well, Please flow. MVP Lo- ep- yeah. of episode one, I'm going to say the Erpers because their fight, their passion, their refusal to give up is why we got episode one of season four. Nice. Yes. From there were, everything I understand. So. so many what I'm just going to keep calling nuggets in there that were for the oh, fans. Yes. Little things. My runner up MVP for the episode is Daddy Hot. <laughs> um, it goes along with <laughs> the other MVP, but you know, I think that was just the ultimate fan tribute. And there's sure. a lot of things in that episode that were just a thank you to the fans and that were that to build that excitement about being back. So it was a lot of fun. I think it makes sense. Erpers for 401 makes a lot of sense. My runner up is uh, Winona. Mm, yes, she's I a can part of the series. <laughs> She's full on Winona in 401. She hits the yeah. ground running. Yeah. She does not let up. And she's sure the that's reason my we... character MVP, but I feel like, God, darn near every episode I could. I know. It's up. hard, right? I think <laughs> it's so like good. You almost forget how hard it is to be 
that good to do what she's doing and still be not get annoying. And then also you really care about her and you, you understand her character while also making it hilarious and powerful. Yeah. She's amazing. One change of a look where she's joking around to when she stops and is, gives you one serious look and that just feel it. Yeah. Yeah. She's She's a force in nature. She is, and and she is why we have Daddy Hot. She's introduced that into yep. into canon. So thanks, Winona. Mm-hmm. Okay, four hundred two. What do you guys think? It's it's pretty obvious to me. Well, I'll it's go character yeah. wise, Nicole. Yeah. Okay. Or fake. I, oh. I say I say Cap right. Burrell. Cap well, Burrell. Yes. yes. Cap Both all the cats, all the varieties of cats. Oh my God! There's four. There's four different cats in this yeah. episode. Oh yeah, uh, there's or different either like characters or timelines. True, lines. true. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. There was a lot happening. So much, you know. She's uh, just look. It's insane that all the different emo- she Caparell does all the emotions literally in this episode, right? She does. She's an evil demon. She is, you know, very sexy girlfriend. She's <laughs> she's uh, in pain. She's Inter- heartbroken. In pain. Yeah. She's everything. Amazing. Caparel is incredible. Yeah. She she was, yeah, person, character, whatever. Like all the Nicole's yeah. and the best. Yes, I agree. You almost forgot it's all the same person. <laughs> Especially with Eve, Honestly, you know? It's like, yeah. Oh. And it's all, you know, it's all just cut in together and she played she did them all perfectly, right? You never there's no question as to what character you're looking at. Right. But um yeah, she killed it. So um is there anything we're missing? I'd I say mean honorable mention. Maybe? What's your honorable mention? Who wants to put it out there? I'm going mean, to say uh, mine is specifically the fourth stair from the, th- the, from the bottom. Stair? Okay. I was going to go no, all that the is, stairs because they all no, have stairs. Together. That but is a I'll good go stair. stair. But certain I, stairs I, had different experiences and some certain had to support, certain, support the weight of the ladies. Yes. And then yes. some I, took the brunt <laughs> of the action. <laughs> I would argue that the the railing on the stairs is Ooh, real, yes. is the is the real MVP, right? I, guess, I don't. They're a team. The rails, yeah, the yeah. stairs. I know. I'm not gonna but pick one stairs. or the other. It the wasn't whole... built because you know that house yeah. is like a hundred years old or how yeah. old it is, it and is. those stairs held up, and they, they were they, tested. They've seen hard. things. Oh, they were. They can't unsee those things. <laughs> Do they want those things? To? Were not. No, probably not. <laughs> so 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 thank you stairs so maybe the real mvp is whoever built the stairs the okay. original builder that we had to clean the stairs after <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can't believe i'm the one that said that um uh, boy uh, uh, the stairs mvp so i yeah, honor sure. you mentioned uh cat Brell, number one for 402 i feel like yeah. i feel like i'm pretty sure who's going to get mvp of this next one but we'll see how it goes we'll see of the ne- of 403 is how who's directing it oh yeah 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 no i think we'll see how that goes we'll see (laughs) very curious to see what's happening tonight no for sure i can't wait it's gonna be good and you know theoretically we've already seen it at this point by the time this comes up yeah and guys yes go it's 6 30 it's 6 30 right now we gotta go and listen you know there's other stuff there's other stuff about 402 that we're going to talk about but we already talked about yes we already did our bonus We're in a different Monday. timeline too. See, we <laughs> right. are, this is our pre Winona episode selves talking to our post 
right on episode itself. I feel like Cat Brow would know how to deal with this, but we don't. So, right. uh, so check out our bone, our Monday bonus episode, uh, and we get a little more into four hundred two. But uh, right now, I think we're going to leave Purgatory. Yeah, uh, Wendy and I had the pleasure of talking to Crystal Chappelle, actress, producer, writer, general nice person, and uh, here she is. Our guest today is an Emmy Award-winning actress and producer. She was one half of the critically acclaimed and fan-favorite pairing Otalia on Guiding Light. And she's the co-creator and star of the award-winning web series, Venice the Series. Crystal Chappelle, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Well, first of all, we would like to wish you a happy belated birthday. Oh. Uh, your birthday was it? What, Tuesday? It was. It well, was. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Things are still, I can still walk and talk and think and grateful for that. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, and you get to join the club of those with quarantine birthdays where you want to <laughs> do something really fun, but yet, uh, did you, were you able to do anything for your birthday? You know, we live, I live on the central coast of California. So I'm out, um, hmm. I'm out there. I'm out there. Mm-hmm. I am so out there. Um, there's <laughs> lots of room. There are hiking trails that are still open and we like to hike and walk and be outside. So we were able to do that. And nice. I just wanted to find a time to meditate. So I got to do that out by the water. And um, then my boys came together and showered me with love and took me to dinner. So it was Aww. a lovely day. It was a lovely day. We are still able to dine out uh, outside here. So yeah, it, it was really pretty. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Mine was basically in a house with a Zoom call with friends. So I'm glad you got to go out and enjoy some some water, some dinner. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Studio City. In Studio City. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. Kat's up in uh, North Hollywood. We're about 10 minutes from each other, North Hollywood yeah. and Studio City. So we can still drink wine together on Zoom. And we did. And there you go. We did. Well done. <laughs> well, thank you. How Otherwise, how are you guys doing during quarantine? Staying busy and... Um, finding any weird hobbies to get into? You know, um, I, I've been so like ambitious most of my adult life that it was, it's been interesting to have things shut down. I still work from home and we're building a spec house and ah. you have a kid at home and you're trying to navigate school and stuff. There's still lots of stuff going on, but I find myself going, I'm going to take the day off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a little more laid back than I used to be. So might not be a bad thing. Well, I can uh, tell by everything you've done with all the series and everything that you are a very like busy, ambitious, look like you're the kind that gets things done kind of person. So it, I'm sure maybe this is a little bit good in a way that maybe we're able to relax and just hang out a little bit. And yeah, and just kind of be a little more introspective. And I guess I think, you know, you, I... I can go so fast for so long and then I run out of my creativity. Don't Mm -hmm. you find that when you you do too much and then you're just Mm -hmm. sort of doing it as opposed to letting things be still for a while and see what like really gets you excited again. Mm -hmm. I I agree. You know, well, hopefully this is um, definitely will have, well, have you had any like good creative inspirations through this when you've been able to to sit still and any crazy ideas? I, I have, I have it, it's, but and it's, they're quieter, slower ideas that I think, uh-huh. okay, I have time to kind of 
sit on this for a while. And I find that my friends and people that I'm co-creative with are, are kind of going through the same thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's not rush the idea. Let's just let things organically create. I have somebody writing a prequel for Venice for me. Oh, and, prequel. You know, a prequel, how Gina and Annie met. And uh-huh. um, and you can't rush that, right? You got to, right. especially writing. I'm like, that's sacred. You, you mm-hmm. cannot rush it either. <laughs> no. And, um, <laughs> And uh, so, but then she comes through with something that's just so beautiful and I get to read the chapter and sort of sit and wait for more. And then we're working on season seven of Venice, which I hope to shoot next year. So I'm hoping like, let's just take our time with this and really Mm -hmm. hopefully make it something special that everyone Mm -hmm. can relate to. Well, before we get into what you're doing now and uh, Otalia and all that, I'm going to take you way back to... Walker, Texas Ranger, because you and I share credit on Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, You, of course, were an actual actor on the show, like a good part. I was an extra and the stand-in for Sheree Wilson for like half a season, but but I was on it. (laughs) That's really awesome. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm from Dallas, so that's, yeah. So I had moved home and and got into like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah, that didn't obviously happen. But I was, I just was on an extra and then they picked me out one day to stand in for a blonde woman. And then I just ended up doing it for a while. So it was a fun experience, but I guess you were in LA at the time. They cast you from LA for the show. Yeah. 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 Okay. And got to, you know, it was all, it was even you go into the casting office and you put yourself on tape there. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They hired me uh, through LA and got to go to Dallas and meet Chuck Norris and yeah. <laughs> the show. And yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, I it looked was- it up. I looked at the episode because I was wondering if it was the same time I was working, but you were a couple of seasons, I think, before I, I was doing anything on the show. But I guess you were in the scene where they, I remember this too from when it was on when the truck chases your plane down the highway and it was all exciting. And I think they made a big wow. deal like, oh, look what Walker's doing. They're chasing planes down the highway. So it was fun <laughs> to look back on that, but. Yeah, it was a big show in Dallas for a while. That was like cast. That was like any actor was like, "Oh, I'm on Walker this week," you know that kind of thing. So, cool. yeah, yeah I, to, I I I don't know if this made the actual show, but I did my own stunt when I drove the truck around. So, Whoa. oh really? They didn't intend for me to do that. I just did it. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. it. So they're probably like relieved I wasn't hurt. But I was like, oh, oh, somebody else is supposed to drive. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, that's awesome. It's more real. It's more real that you did yes. it. Yeah. I'm sure. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. <laughs> well, fantastic. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to ask about that. Cause you know, <laughs> back at, back in the day, good old Walker. So I don't get residuals anymore. So, oh, oh really? come on. Neither do I. It runs, it runs out. It runs out. This oh, happens. really? I don't yeah. even know it's showing anywhere right now. I don't know. Maybe it is. I have no idea. Well, we'll have to ask the fans. They know everything. <laughs> I'm sure someone knows. Someone yeah. does. All right, so we're going to jump into some Otalia talk. Uh, so, you know, that pairing became one of the most praised same-sex, couple, same-sex couples uh, in American daytime drama, if not, you know, daytime uh, American TV period. And thinking back, it was like 2009, and there was not a lot of other representation for, for uh, lesbian relationships. I would know. I was, I was definitely looking for it. Um, so what, you know, being a part of... Uh, bringing that relationship to life, what did that teach you about LGBT uh, representation on TV? Oh, um, 
that there was, wasn't enough and probably still isn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was, maybe it's sort of like how my kids have grown up, but you know, we are an inclusive family. And so I, I, but I will say I wasn't honestly paying attention to what content was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was only after I got into the storyline that people, and I saw what happened and people were so responsive to it, but also letting me know that, um, how quickly, if there is a, a, a lesbian relationship on, on in the media, that it goes away, hmm. something happens and it disappears, right? Or the story short-lived or whatever. So I, what I learned was that there wasn't enough and that that when you did get it, it was sacred. It was something that needed to be taken care of and, hmm. and treated as, a, you know, another story. It's, it's like everybody else. It had to be, we had to normalize this you know, make it a part of everyday life for people. Um, because, but then it would go away. And, and we were faced with our own issues um, being a, at a network um, that was things we weren't allowed to do. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know, the, always the potential of it going away. Um, so uh, I, I think that Ellen Wheeler and her, Joe, they all, Jill Hurst, they all handled it so beautifully and how, because they took great care to, um keep it kind of tucked away, I should say, from the network to kind of finesse the storyline so that maybe it wasn't so much going to the network and saying, hey, we want to do A, B, C, and D, but you Mm. just kind of let it air. (laughs) (laughs) There was just a lot of finessing, I think, and and care in how they wrote it. So Mm. I really applaud them is what I'm trying to say for, for really taking that as long that story as long as they could before we left the air. And sorry, did you, so I'm not as familiar with soap operas. Did, would you get a lot of network notes? Was there time to get network notes on storylines? Was it on a, like on the script or would they actually see footage? No, they would usually see it in the script. Okay. Um, it was usually, or in a long-term, they would pitch a long-term story and get mm-hmm. notes. Um, I think as the show continued to get closer to the its end, that there was probably less involvement. I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. I do know that they had to take great care with that storyline, not to, um, you know, we were told that, you know, a, a, a story on another show or sister show as the real turns, they were getting bomb threats and hmm. they were getting death wow. threats, all this kind of stuff from this other story so that's why they were not allowing these two women to to kiss. Mm. You know, um, I, I don't really know what to say about <laughs> yeah. that. It's 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 surreal. It's weird. Um, but uh, what I am grateful for is that they continued on with it, and we were allowed with Procter and Gamble. We were allowed to uh, play the story until the end of the show. Because I was almost certain that they were going to kill it at any point and hmm. just have my character or, you know, well, Jessica's character did go and sleep with uh, the character Frank, but I was just convinced that they were going to just have us go in, in opposite directions. Right. Well, I guess it and was a you- soap, so that's almost normal. Like, <laughs> you know, sure. Make it out. But, I, yeah. but not out of fear of, you know. Right, right. You get a action. 
Got to keep it in there. Like, well, she might end up going to Frank and she might, you know. So I, I actually just caught up because I'd heard my friends talk about it for a long time. Like I have friends that are huge fans of yours and the and the the storyline and the characters. And I, I caught back up and I was looking through different clips and I, I found like a whole list. And I'd go mm-hmm. down and I'd go down. I was like, how many days did they do this wedding? And I forgot how I hadn't watched soaps in a while. So I was like, I forgot. They guess be like two weeks on like the whole wedding, like the whole ceremony. Cause you have so many characters and you just do little bits and there's a lot of, a lot of talk. And so, but it was, it was fun to catch up. I was like, man, if I'd been watching this back in the day, like when it was actually airing, I know I would have po- totally been into that storyline, but somehow I, it, it caught like from when I was watching soaps and then had gone on and, and didn't hear about it till after, but looks like it was done really well, really. Mm. Um, like I can see why people really latched onto those characters in that story, just the way it was told. I think it was beautifully written. It was organically written. It, mm-hmm. it they took their time with these two women, um, getting to know each other. Of course it's over something, you know, very simple as, you know, uh, Olivia getting Natalia's husband's heart. Um, this is small. That story. happens. You know what happens. Um, but I, you know, and the and the uh, the the enemies, the frenemies, and then having this incredible like that happens, and then this love that happens, and and having it be so organic. And I think that's something um, they just took their time with, and that's what soaps used mm-hmm. to do. They really right. they used mm-hmm. to really take their time with creating relationships between people and so you allow the audience to get invested right uh, like I joke about how long they spend on you know like a scene or a conversation but that is nice like you do have all this time that you can let it take its time and develop and you really feel wow they have really gotten to know each other over this time and it's developed as opposed to you know not having as much time to spend on the development of a relationship yeah it's a big deal I think and I'm sure that's part of why fans reacted the way they did, because it seemed natural. It seemed it wasn't contrived. It wasn't forced, right? There wasn't some sort of other agenda going on. It just seemed like it it was completely plausible that these two characters uh, would slowly f- sort of fall in love with each other. But then the struggle of what does that mean? And, you know, uh, Jessica's character, because she's religious and ju- it just, I don't know, it was, it, was, uh, it just seems like, a very uh, relatable relationship and, and to be a lesbian relationship is such a big deal. Even just 10 years ago, it seems like it was, it was groundbreaking. I believe so. Just based off of what I've heard and what I've um, read um, from people that, that how it affected them and, um, and, and it taught me a lot about um, a lot of things I didn't know about. And, you know, uh, so it was important uh, and it's certainly with Je- I, I can speak for Jesse and that, you know, we're very like-minded in, in uh, our support for the LGBTQ community. And so it became a very uh, important um, focus for us to, to take care of the relationship and respect it and, and learn from it. And hopefully um, we've been able to, as we've moved on to other things after the show went off the air, hopefully we've been able to honor it a bit. Well, it sure seems like it because Venice has been a huge hit and that you said developed from, you know, the relationship and the fans and wanting to continue telling that type of story um, with same actors, if not same characters. But when did that little nugget of an idea pop into your head? 
toward the end of the, mm-hmm. the show, um, I, you know, there was just such a great, um, I was getting, we were getting so many emails. It was mm-hmm. uh, what the office would do. It used to be snail mail. And I guess you did <laughs> still get a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, it was emails that they would print out because every actor had their own email box and then they give you a packet of emails. Um, but it was all the letters from people around the world because they were taking the show, which wasn't syndicated everywhere and they were posting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so it was reaching people beyond guiding light viewers, people in other countries um, uh, who have families, a women who have families and are, just all walks of life. Um, and it was, and they'd never seen the soap before or a soap before. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of got uh, the story and the story beyond the story. Right. And um, uh, so somewhere in there, it was like, okay, I'm, I like computer stuff and the internet. And there was a frustration that we, we couldn't kiss and, I mean, holding hands was very risky. And, um, you know, people, the fans were like, well, you guys are sort of bumping foreheads a lot. It's like, well, <laughs> while we're bumping, um, you know, it was just, and, and I, I, again, it's, I don't want to speak to the network and PNG and it's their show, but for me, it was like, let's do our own thing and create our own story where we, and go someplace where we don't have those limitations. We don't have that censorship. Um, and so that's what we did. That's really, really, and I just pulled Jessica into my dressing room one day and I said, do you want to do this? Do you want to try this? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how it's going to get done. <laughs> Let's see what happens. And, and then she said, sure, you know, cause that's Jesse. And, and uh, that's, that's what we did. And, and here we are. Well, that's my kind of next question. Like there, I feel like the kind of thing you did with the series and online, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Like, how did you know what to do next? Um, as far as, or were there any examples that were out to follow at that time? Or were you just like, well, or did you have connections with people that sort of helped figure it out? Well, I mean, I, uh, I, even though I'd lived in New York for a while, I knew a lot of people in LA mm-hmm. from, from my career. So I could call it a writer. I could call, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's, it might be a DP or, you know, worked <laughs> in independent stuff. And yeah, we just sort of formed, you ask somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, we really just kind of pulled a team together and um, and got it done. But the, the real thing became about like how do we raise money? Mm. And yeah. so we yeah. did. We, did um, we sold stuff. We created a little site with a store. Mm-hmm. And figured, mm-hmm. well, let's try that. And that seemed to work for for to get us going. Yeah, because it seems like just the whole going online and deciding how to to just make it work and get it to people. And I don't know how many web series there were at the time. Like when this all started, I feel like not a lot of YouTube content. A lot of YouTube, right? mm-hmm. yeah. There were there were I think a, one that I know for sure, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I can't remember how old I am anymore. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it's uh, Eden Regal and her husband did a show. Oh, yeah, uh, with okay. soap, some soap talent. So I do remember hmm. that. Hmm. It wasn't a ton. So once you got that going and you were pretty much involved at the time, like producing, acting, um, pretty much over all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this was your project. It was your baby. Um, and at some point you started directing episodes. Was that a, did that feel natural? Was that something that you were just. I have no idea what I'm doing 
I, I, <laughs> I felt that way about producing too. It was really, yeah. you know, just one of those things. And it was, it, it needed adjusting because I started working with people that I worked with before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm used to being handed a script and it's my job to make it work right mm-hmm. as an actor. And so as a producer, the fun part was being able to have some say over the structure of story and what felt right and organic to me. And even with the director, but everyone was locked into their parts that we actually butted heads initially because hmm. the writer saw it this way, the director hmm. saw it this way. So I thought immediately I'm back to just being handed a script and being asked to say my lines and it's hmm. not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to learn to um, uh, produce and be taken seriously as a producer because my friend Hillary Smith and I talk about this all the time. We've we produce a lot together now, but she goes, when it's my turn to go on camera, she goes, go put your silly little acting hat on now and go <laughs> do your thing. And I'll do it, you know, because sometimes we're treated like we're just, you know, yeah. dancing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and I, work, I really want to produce. Like, so the directing part is, it took me a long time um, to get there because what I know I'm good at is, is uh, with directing is, is seeing the picture and mm-hmm. I can see it on the page. And that's just, that comes from years of acting. You start mm-hmm. to see it and feel it. And then um, being connected to other actors and working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary uh, uh, as a co-director, we work really well together is she's very um, can be very technical mm-hmm. and knows how to m- work with the crew and move the cameras around so we're getting what we need in a timely manner, oh. which goes back to my producing hat because it's all about money and overtime and all that good stuff that I'm sure you know about. So, <laughs> you know, we work really well together in, in that respect. Um, That's good. That's yeah. Good. yeah, I know my friend and I have done some projects on our own and I'm more of the, I don't know how artistic I'm going to make it, but I'll get it done. Like I know how to just get it done in a fast way. And of course, not. we don't really have crews like you guys do. It's just like us and maybe a guy holding a boom. But other than that, <laughs> there's still there's still like something to be said for like, it, you know, it'll get done before the sun sets, but I don't know how artistic it will be. So it's definitely I, I'm guessing that's a big learning curve once you start mm-hmm. directing and then, you know, you get as it, the technical part gets a little easier. You find time to let the creative part grow even more when it comes. To oh, that. and, and I have a really good post team. That mm-hmm. was the joke on soap sets. Cause we worked so fast. It's like, Oh, they'll fix mm-hmm. it in post. Um, <laughs> put some music under that. It'll be nice. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, so I have a really good post team and, and they do magic with blowing up pictures and reducing pictures and moving things over. And it oh, really, yeah. yeah. Post is your um, friend. Yes. yes. I love to hear you say that. I love to hear you say that. So I, oh. I actually work in post-production oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, listen, like the, the, uh, I work on the post, uh, the producing side, not the editorial side, but I think people forget about post. I think, you know, until maybe you, you do work on a project, you don't realize how much, how much writing happens in post, right? Cause you can, you can change the story a lot. You can add lines, you can take away lines. And so to hear, you know, to hear, Every time someone gives props to post, it makes my little post heart happy. So I'm glad. <laughs> oh, okay. well, you deserve it. You just—I'm totally one hundred percent serious. I, I go. I, I, Adriana Torres is her name. Uh, she does like everything, and she is. I brought her to set on Beacon Hill because I knew, and I would mm-hmm. go to her, especially as a, a newer director. I'm like, I. This is what I want to get because we need to move on. 
tell me what shot you need to connect this and <laughs> you know yeah. like, she knows it so and then she gets into post and then she makes even more magic happen that's awesome so I so appreciate you <laughs> that's awesome uh, but back to your directing I'm sure as an actress coming you know coming from uh, so much acting experience experience you must have a shorthand with actors right when you're coming in to set as a director I'm sure there's a there's a, there's a language that you can speak to 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 your actors and it, it just kind of they get it right it, have you found that to be true oh sure I I, I think so because it's um and, and I know a lot of the actors or I know of a lot of actors that I that I bring on to these shows but yeah it I you do there's a way in which you speak to each other I I don't know if I can if I have the words to describe it but there's a way in which you speak to to them to talk about the character where they're coming from without over explaining because it has to be theirs. So it's more about respecting that boundary. Um, so, but yes, I think it's a feeling and then you just sort of, you know, I say throw it all away and start from point A and see where you get to. Hmm. So, and I'm sure that, that I'm sure as an actor, having a director who, who also acts, I'm sure that there's amount of trust there. Uh, that must, must must be nice as well. I, I think so. I mean, I, I hope so. And I, I, I like to think that they do trust me and, and I can step away. And, and I'm such a fan of, the, hmm. of that, their work as well. And, and just because I know how hard it is um, and how, how exposed you're allowing yourself to be. Um, that's brave. So I'm thrilled when I see something so true uh, that I'm just, you know, I'm so thrilled for them. Thrilled for me because I get to put it on the show, but I'm thrilled for them because that's great. I agree. Um, (laughs) As someone who's tried acting and was bad at it, I agree. It is brave. (laughs) Um, Well, actually, we, Kat and I know each other because we were both fans of the show Xena. And apparently there were, a lot of people that we knew from the Xena fan world that we had come into contact with who I guess worked in some ca- capacity on Venice. And I know Adrian Wilkinson had been in it, Zoe Bell. Um, but yeah, apparently there's, there were a few, and I know they were, uh, they were, I think involved quite a bit in helping, you know, fundraising efforts at some point or, or in some capacity because they were so enthusiastic about the project. So I don't know if you knew of that connection, how much you knew of that connection with, with the people that we, that I knew of that worked on the show or helped out in some way? Uh, I met um, both Adrian and Zoe, I think through a mutual um, friend. Mm-hmm. And the, I also started going to the Xena Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the last few years. And so I got to know them even better and more mm-hmm. people. And that was fascinating. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, what a devoted group of fans. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And I got to meet Lucy and Renee. And, um, uh, so yes, I did know who they were when I asked them, when I reached out. Uh, and they were huge in helping to help you know, raise money for the fundraiser and all of that. And, and, you know, amazing women, just really good actresses, but just kind mm-hmm. and down earth and total privilege. And I was so excited to be able to kiss Zoe. So, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, so, what? Uh, yeah. So I, you know, beyond that, I I'd love to work with both of them again. I and Adrian is just amazing. 
I've, mm-hmm. I've had lunch with her. I've you know been in contact with her, and she's just an amazing human being. Awesome. Yeah, they seem to be. I mean, from the little I've met them, they seem fantastic and you know fun, and they 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 both be a blast to work with. Down to earth. I mean, yeah. it just comes to mind. It just really down to earth people. That's always good to hear. It's good yeah. to hear that <laughs> confirmed. So let's let's get into some Venice talk. Uh, so far, we've had six seasons, and towards the end of season five, I think I listened to a podcast that you were on, and and you essentially said uh, the show uh, season six is going to be a little different, right? You're going to kind of uh, switch things up a bit. So how 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 is season six different, and is that change going to continue into future seasons? It was different because um, I knew I was sort of taking a step outside of um, the chronological storytelling um, and going, uh, it was the 10th anniversary of uh, Guiding Light uh, going off the air. Um, And I really wanted to go back East and work with um, some of my old Guiding Light uh, castmates um, and sort of take Gina and Annie back to um, Peapack, New Jersey and uh, you sort of recreate reminisce, nostalgia, that kind of thing. So I knew it was going to be a little bit of an offshoot. Um, And yeah, season seven is all about the honeymoon. So, you know, and then, and then the the virus. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to figure it out. Um, It wouldn't be until the fall of next year, but um, you know, I wanted to get back into story with uh, Laura uh, getting out of jail and, um, uh, Logan and some other characters. Um, and we would shoot uh, in Los Angeles back in Venice. Hmm. So they are coming home and back okay. to sort of that chronological story. Got it. And how much of, how much of season seven have you, uh, have you guys figured out? Are you still kind of breaking stories? Like where are you guys in the process right now? Um, very early, just sort of outlining story. I have um a cast of characters and um, some basic overall locations and uh, giving it to my, my script writer. So, but it's, it's mm. everything got kind of stalled with, with the pandemic. And um, so we'll see, but it's, it's meant to be um, this back to that drama and people getting out of jail and things happening and <laughs> couple of new chicks and just you know it's it's um but yeah it's sort of picking up with the gina annie laura logan quadrangle and so what you know going into season seven what if you could if you could if you pre-season seven crystal could make a phone call back in time to pre-season one crystal what advice would you give yourself before going into this 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 uh wild ride that is Venice the series. <laughs> I think I was better off not knowing things. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I think I'm I think I was better off. So I would tell season seven crystal to zip it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything except enjoy the ride, you know. Awesome. Uh I think I I I I you know, if anything, I would I would say to season one crystal, you know, um I don't know, take a producing class. <laughs> or, you know, honestly, I had to learn leadership skills. Again, I was, I was kind of in that position of, of always being told what to do and handing, being handed a script. 
that I really, there's so many, and I'm very good at multitasking, but you know, you actually are dealing with so many people and their creative energy mm-hmm. that, and I'm a very collaborative person, but I, I, I think that the hit, the state of, there's so much going on. There was so much overwhelm. And I think that if I could go back and do something again, it would be to maybe learn more of the ins and outs of each job mm. so that I can know it and appreciate it better and know how to communicate better. I think it's very technical and a very boring answer, but I think that's what I would have said and, and leave the rest of it alone because I would have probably gone running for the hills. If I <laughs> Fair enough. Whoa. Well, because yeah, you're, 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 you know, as a producer, you're managing, you have to, you have to manage people. And a lot of times people get thrown into that and maybe aren't the best at managing people or, you know, uh, aren't good at, at relationships with people. And that's such a big part of it. Right. And I'm sure, you know, that's huge. kind of a, an awakening for sure. For sure. So yeah, it's huge. And I would, uh, I would definitely, um, like to apologize to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've ever hurt or pissed off. I swear, I'm better now. <laughs> well, it's part of the growing pains, though. When you start a new venture, you, you don't know the questions to ask till you're in the position where you realize you need to to know whatever it is you should have asked. I mean, you yeah, can't know everything going in. There was a bunch of us who didn't know anything. So, oh yeah, but we thought, um, you know, it was it was it was fun and it, it, everything worked out, and you know. I feel like a lot of things wouldn't happen, maybe some really good things if people knew too much about what they were getting into before they got into it. I don't think anybody would be married. What do you think? (laughs) There's that. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard hard being a a, spouse. It's hard being a parent because you know all It's like, come on. Yeah. It's better not to know everything, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) I would still take the plunge, but still, it's just like, you know be surprised. Well, yeah, you got to go into things with some sort of naive outlook. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be fun. And then it may not be fun, but at least you didn't know that going in. So, and and it still is fun. I'm not talking about marriage or anything because I don't know, but (laughs) I'm just saying in general in in life, you know, it was always a fun thing to be on set. It was always to see people working and seeing it come together. It was always exciting. So Yeah. Well, just even looking into what you've done and like the making of the series, like myself, I mean, my friend and I that have made things, we haven't done anything in a little while. And it went from like, oh, we're shooting things in our backyard to I, we did something out here and I had people that were, you know, sound and light and this. And I was like, oh, it's weird actually telling other people what to do to get <laughs> what I see. And then I ended up just shooting it myself because, you know, so it's like it's, it's a weird learning curve, but it's fun. Hmm. Um, it is. And, and I guess you have a lot of women on the crew of Venice and was that like a conscious choice or was it just, you were like, did you feel like they would help better tell the story or, um, was it wanting to give them a chance that they may not get otherwise or people you knew or like, how did that come about? I, it's, it's all the, everything you just said. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a conscious choice, mm-hmm. um, uh, opportunity, um, perspective. It was all of those things. Um, uh, I mean, I, I've worked with some wonderful, uh, male, uh, sound people, you know, producers, blah, blah, blah. It's, but it's, it's important to have, um, a woman's perspective and sensibility and, and, you know, just, uh, to be able to help somebody there to support your vision and, you know, help get things done. And, and, you know, that's what we do. We get things done. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, I've noticed too, like on, on the different websites or YouTube, there's a lot of, there's a lot of content. I give you credit because you're good at getting, you know, there's, there's actors with messages and fundraising videos and congratulations on the fundraising videos and behind the scenes. And, but that, is that you? Is that like a natural, like, do you enjoy doing that, putting that out there? Is it part of just like a plan to keep, keep it in front of people or how much of that do you do? Or do you have someone dedicated? Cause that looks like it's a lot of work, like always having things to put out there and Cause I'm horrible at posting. So I'm, I'm proud of, I admire people that can keep that up. And, and well, I, I think it's important. Um, you know, whether there's a, a crowdsourcing or not, just to have right. people, you know, have your cast out there and, um, and certainly with crowdsourcing, you want people to, from the entire cast, not just for me, right. You know, sh- show some appreciation and honestly, I just, I learned how to edit on my little iMovie. That <laughs> is. Um, and, uh, and the I'm, people that I work with, my, my castmates are so great at sending me a little something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think it really helps and it helps people feel connected to what's coming, which is this season of a show. Mm-hmm. It's all fun. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely is an important thing um, right now too. And I noticed one of the promotional videos talked about, you know, the, the, how much, how many likes the the cast had or Twitter followers. And it's, it's interesting how much that is really a part of things now, like even in Mm. just in the business in general, like how important it is to have a social media presence and, and followers. And sometimes that can make or break someone as far as get, I, from what I've heard, getting a part. Oh, well, getting attention. Yeah, well, I think it certainly helps get the word mm-hmm. out. I think anything that can do that, because that's where people get their information, mm-hmm. usually. I mean, I still like an old-fashioned newspaper, but, you know, <laughs> it, it it's nice, though. It's nice to mm-hmm. hear about something or, you know, your castmate can put something out there about their character's arc in the storyline of the season. And um, I just, and they all, they have different outreaches. So it, mm-hmm. it all hopefully converges into some one pleasant viewing experience. <laughs> so I was on the, I was on your the YouTube page, the Venice YouTube page, and there's some, there's some videos on there, a very serious cooking show that you do <laughs> with Hillary B. Smith. Absolutely. Uh, it's called uh, the it girls on the stoop. There's one, uh, one, one episode in particular that I could, I could relate to. Unfortunately, it's the hangover show. Uh. <laughs> And then there's oh, there, there's almost no dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> the two of you uh, looking how I've felt before, uh, and honestly, just what an inspired piece of uh, piece of art that is. And I just want to thank you uh, on behalf of you know uh, some of my friends and I out there who can relate to that completely. How much fun is that show? Just looks like it's you, you two hanging out, and you just happen to have a camera in there. Right. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, you know, Hillary and I go way back to One Life to Live, which was 90. I was there from 95 to 97. Hmm. So way back. And um, we became buds. And, you know, we would, we, we would, we, I, sh- I don't know if I should, this is like a bad message, but we would like sit in the stairwell smoking cigarettes, you know, supposed mm-hmm. to go out in the studio and like crying over our storylines. You know, it's like silly stuff. But, um, uh, Anyway, we we were producing this movie together, and at the end of each day, we she'd have her vodka, I'd have my wine, and um, we'd be out on the stoop, and we would just go over the day, 
you know, mm-hmm. it was a post product, a post day producers meeting. And, and we, it, we just, you know, we're a little tick tipsy and <laughs> this dish is so good. <laughs> and so we, and she grew up with this name. We're like, we're, we're the it girls on the stoop. She goes, but it's S T O O P. It's not stupid. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> stupid. Doing it stupid simple. And so we decided, well, let's try this thing. And we we came together. And it really, again, it's Adriana who's like a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. Um setting up cameras and her GoPro. And wow. and really it is just us hanging out, talking and being being ourselves. It's what we would do anyway. We just kind of put it on camera and um and then sort of a little interactive with the fans because they would send in like the shot. Right. Recipes and things like that. <laughs> but the hangover show, we thought, okay, let's, we wouldn't be talking. It would be very quiet. And, yes. and it was totally improvised. Wow. So we, we kind of, we said, well, we're going to make something with this, these, these ingredients. I forget it was like an omelet. Yeah. Um, and then Adriana had the great idea of putting the GoPro in the refrigerator at one point. So <laughs> Um, but it was largely improvised, but without dialogue. So, and it was a one take kind of thing. So it was, you know, it was fun. It was totally fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to watch. And well, and we obviously we, Hillary and I have both been there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just draw on our own experiences <laughs> the day after, you know, having a few cocktails. <laughs> it yeah. was very believable. I think I had that day Saturday a little bit. Honestly. Oh no! Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, the older you get, the more it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It takes longer to get over it. I have I found it's a bummer. Yeah, you don't bounce back like you used to, especially when you don't do it near as often. It's like college, and you always start out with, "Okay, I'm going to be really responsible about this, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have a cocktail, and then I'm going to have a glass of water. So you get through that first glass of water, and I'm going to have another cocktail. Exactly. Like maybe a quarter of that second glass of water, right? Then you have that third cocktail and then you fuck the water. Yeah. 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 No, and you just completely blow it. So if you just stick to the plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It might be okay. Yeah. The, the couple of beers is the plan. The extra person who says, oh, I'm going to make everyone some shots. That's the oh. not plan. But then that's oh. why it, you pay the next let day. It down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the inability to say no to that person. That, uh, yeah, that's my pro- that's my problem. Yeah. yeah, it's always been a problem. So, but it at least made for a great show for you guys. You could draw <laughs> on all that and <laughs> get something out of it other than pain and misery and, and then research. Right off the booze because it's research. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, we got to rethink. There's this an thing. idea. Right <laughs> now. <laughs> hmm. Everybody. Uh, speak, all right. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> just, um, my ideas are going. Just uh, to go kind of back to some producing stuff. Is there a genre of show that you would like to do that maybe you haven't or you haven't thought about doing it? But like, would you ever want to do something more kind of supernatural or, genre, you know, like Western or anything that you'd like <laughs> to kind of play play with in your, you know, your toolbox? I love supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. I I'm fascinated by it. I'm, you know, I, I, I don't have enough in my own professional wheelhouse to the knowledge of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more technical than, than what I know about. 
but I love the idea of it. I mean, we did a little bit on Venice and I thought, boy, I'm really pushing it there. Cause I, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I like romance. Mm. I just love romance and I miss it, uh, watching it. Mm. Um, after we're building a spec house right now. So the idea of doing a Western and getting dirty is just not appealing to me. <laughs> I enjoy them. Um, but I, you know, I think if I could do anything, it would just be a simple romantic hmm. love story, maybe a, a comedy of some kind. And people are far more funny, funnier than I am. So I would love to be in something that makes me laugh. Anything that makes me laugh would be fun hmm. to play and do. That's, I think part of what season six we were trying to do is to keep it a little lighter. And of course there were ghosts and doors and people lying on the floor, shutting the, slamming the door. I mean, we did every like little trick that we <laughs> to get the season done, but I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Cool. Well, I feel like, you know, with, when it comes to romance and especially like same sex romance, there's been a lot of cry of like, you know, Hallmark's kind of capitalized, you know, had the market on the Christmas movie type thing. And I think a lot of people hmm. are wanting like the same sex version of that, that, you know, they've sort of hinted around about, but you know, just a fun, holiday romance or comedy romance uh, that just happens to have two women instead of, you know. I know somebody who's doing that. Somebody who's writing a Christmas movie. My business partners, Uh Jessica Linda Hill, because I just read something that they're writing that's just that. Uh Uh-huh. Awesome. Great. Like the time is right to to do that. Yeah. Well, what are you, because you've gotten some other shows that you've, produced and i'm not sure exactly what you're like the beacon um and then there was like uh and then you were a producer i guess of was it a million little now a million, a million and then it was a million happy nows and they changed happy nows yes happy nows, yeah. okay yes i've um i have not yet seen that but i've heard it's really good and really sad and i've seen yeah. enough to see why it was yeah the trailer both. looks, looks <laughs> yes yeah. yeah um I definitely, I do, I plan to check that out because it, it does look really good and I've heard nothing but good things about it. But, um, and then you also had, what was it? The Grove was also yeah. something that you, was that something you produced and starred in or? My husband and I created it and. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. And we produced it, I think, oh, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 12. Remember 2012? No. <laughs> oh. <But> I remember <laughs> 2019 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. And it was uh, just taking again, Jesse and I, and, uh-huh. and trying something new and new characters and just a new vibe with it. I really love the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a very, it's written in a very, um, specific way. I, um, oh Lordy, <laughs> Paul Barber. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to do something like that again. I, it's, it's fun to, again, take care of it's sort of like a, a repertoire co- company, mm-hmm. repertoire company, mm-hmm. just to go ahead and mix in uh, these actors and give them different roles. It's fun to see. Well, really fun- see how talented these actors are. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I did see, um, yeah, every once in a while I'll see like, oh, I remember this person from that soap that I watched to this person. And, and it's cool to see them, you know, in different things and different parts, different characters. Um, so I've, I have enjoyed that and, and looking through what you've done. Um, but here's the next thing step I, I guess that you took the real women's network um that just launched this year right earlier this year we did i was early april mm-hmm. um 
we soft launched it and um, we've mm-hmm. just been growing slowly a uh, little bit at a time and getting some wonderful content on the network. Mm-hmm. Um, we had hoped to go to some film festivals and meet people in person <laughs> and hopefully next year. Uh-huh. But still it's, it's been um, a pleasure to uh, speak to these women, either on the phone or, you know, virtually or email and to see their content mm-hmm. and, and hopefully give it a place where more eyeballs are going to reach it. Um, uh, and then hopefully down the line, as we continue to grow, I would love to be able to, to produce some original content for the network. That oh, cool. is, is the ultimate goal to have some original content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering it. where, like if people were submitting things to you, if you were going out and seeing something that you wanted to to feature on your website or how the process worked of how you found the content that you have now. Cause it looks like you have a variety like of different things, you know, and then some are, some are free. Some are, you could rent, I guess some, then you subscribe and then you get all the, the things on there. It's your basic uh, uh, platform, uh, mm-hmm. subscription platform that mm-hmm. is Amazon prime or anything else. I don't know about nothing, but Amazon prime certainly where mm-hmm. you have a subscription, a monthly, mm-hmm. and ours is five ninety nine a month for anything that's in the subscription pool, mm-hmm. and then you can go on to the premium part of it and rent or buy mm-hmm. some of the other um, content. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really uh, finding things that are done right now and produced are really what we can do until we mm-hmm. we grow a little bit more. But I I would hope that in the next couple of years we'll be producing our own content finding wow. some script that we love and, you know, helping get it done. Hmm. It's amazing, Crystal. You're just, I you know, know. You, you, you see a need. It's like, well, you know what? There's not enough, you know, lesbian relationships uh, shows. Great. I'll make one. You know, there's not really a network that I can go to and look, you know, look, look for just women created content. So I'll make one. That's, it's really impressive. What, what you are a very ambitious person. It just, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I'm, you know, little type a and <laughs> oh, you need no. to be you need to be a little bit <laughs> a little, little bit but it, it you know it keeps me sane i'm sure mm-hmm. that you know it, it it it's good it's a good thing and i do like um look if i can go if i have to go off the planet at some point and we all do right we all leave i like to be able to to say i did something that felt good to me in my lifetime that feels right to me on who I'm I am. And you don't have to agree with me, but I'm going to stay true to who I am. So yes, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to support uh, the LGBTQ community. I want to be able to help women elevate because one of the things I have learned in creating this network is um, that there is a limited amount of content out there that's created by women women because they haven't had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think it it sort of reinforces um, why I will continue doing it. So hopefully, over time, as people come and subscribe and our network grows, we will be able to give women even more opportunity, not just as a script writer or a producer or director, um, but, you know, gathering uh, more women in the crew and, you know, posts and everything else. It's, it's just, we need to do that. We need to help each other out that way. Well, I'm glad you are helping. Yeah, it is a big deal. And there are a lot of people who might sit around and think, I wish this existed, or I wish we saw more of this. And then there are the people that go out and make it happen and and do it. So um, yeah, that's great that you have and done so successfully. And like you said, you're, it might take a little type A personality and someone who doesn't like to sit still <laughs> and wants to keep doing things, but that's how things get done. So it's true. Um, 
So it's good. I drink I, a lot of coffee. Okay. <laughs> I was going to, I wondered what the drink a lot of was going to end in, but coffee's good. Coffee's good. <laughs> and listen, this is what you two are doing. You're, you, you're, you're elevating, you know, women and their voices. And I, you know, thank you for that because it, it's, it's important. It's important. Sure. Thank you. It's our pleasure. I mean, you know, this is, Wendy and I love talking about, and our, our other co-host, uh, uh, Tara, we love talking about nerdy things. And we have, you know, a lot of that revolves around either, you know, LGBTQ or just sort of like nerdy sci-fi pop culture stuff. So we're happy to do it and bring it, to, you know, bring these conversations to other people who might like them. So really, it's kind of like just a hobby for us, but we, we do enjoy it. We do sit around sometimes and just talk and really realize it sounds like a podcast because it's kind of all it is. It's just talking about things we already like and, and promoting like female led shows or produced shows or, or, yeah. you know, it's somewhere with strong us. female creation and involvement. So yeah, it's totally right up our alley. And because we are she nerds out, Crystal, <laughs> what do you nerd out about? Is there anything, you know, are you into Star Wars? Is there anything that you, you can, you can say that you nerd out about? I, um, yes, I, um, I love, uh, I, well, I love the Star Trek series. I got very excited when George Takai followed me in the DMT. Wow. Nice. Um, uh (laughs) Nice. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. I also, I I grew up in that time when, when Star Star Wars was just, it was, it was, I was like, I don't know, 12 or 10 or something like that. So, you know, that was fascinating to me, the whole idea of space travel, Um, you know, and then I just love, I mean, I'm watching this show on Netflix, The Umbrella Academy, which is probably playing time and space. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's, it's, there's stuff in all of that that just makes me, and then the special effects. I'm just kind of, I I like to see good special effects too. Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of nerdy. (laughs) <laughs> i've heard umbrella academy is really good it's on my list it's definitely on my list it's it's interesting and i like my son just started and i'm like and we both did the headcock like this you know it was a headcock <laughs> and but we're both like addicted to it so you, you gotta kind of dive in i'd love to know what you think when you awesome yeah you know what i mean we'd love to have you back maybe we can do a we can all watch it and we can do like a, an umbrella <laughs> academy deep dive deep yeah. dive yeah the deep dive that would be awesome. <laughs> I gotta say, how's uh, speaking of nerds? I'm sure you nerd out about your dog over there. I keep seeing—is oh, it a yes. girl or boy? I have to ask. What can you say? Yeah, yeah, he keeps sneaking up there on the couch. Very cute. That's Buck. Hi, Buck. Oh, we, we have a <laughs> we have very various animal uh, co-hosts that join us for our podcast every week. Yes. I got my little fat cat down here on the floor sleeping. So <laughs> there's always yeah. somebody making noise and getting in things. Oh, Buck's a cutie pie. It makes life more fun. Oh, so fun. Yeah, for sure. So Crystal, how can, tell people how they can find uh, Venice, the series and how they can become part of this Real Women's Network. Yes, Real Women's Network. You can go to www.realwomensnetwork.com and browse around and check us out. And um, Venice, the series, we have our website, venicetheseries.com with a link to Vimeo, which is where some of, the content is as well as real women. So you can go to either one and watch it. Um, yeah. And I'm on Twitter and other places out there. <laughs> all the socials, all the medias. Awesome. Well, Crystal Chappelle, this has been an absolute treat. 
thank you so much for joining us. And we'd love to have you back sometime if, you know, if you're up for it. I would love to come back. It was so nice to meet you both. And we're back. That was fun. She was great. Enjoyed that. She was an, kind of an inspiration. She's kind of a badass. I know. I it. She's the type that makes me feel incredibly lazy. And <laughs> like I feel like she's, a, like I said, she's kind of the person that says, oh, this needs to be done. I'll do it. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, this needs to be done. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> Come on, somebody step up. Oh, me? <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, no, she's really, she's, she's done a lot. She's um, made all these shows. She started this real women's network and, um, you know, and it, helping women everywhere, including ad projects. And yeah, she really is. Yes. Yeah. Very, gay, she's very much gay advocate. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I, I enjoyed the, uh, Otalia when I did my catch-up. I was like, you know, I really totally would have been into this if I had watched it back in the day. Yeah, totally. It was very, very well done. Yes. Thanks, Crystal. Thank you. All right, kids. Well, that was, we covered a lot. I feel like we- This was a lot today. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And there's even more if you go back to yes. the episode that aired yesterday. Yes. Check Ooh. us out. Which timeline are we in? Uh <laughs> <laughs> check it out there's another one before this and uh, we do a deeper dive into winona um, right. that's what she said and we <laughs> just we're gonna break it all down and talk more about 402 as well and our review of 403 uh, and show yeah. reactions yes. yes uh which are always fun so if you want to check out what we're doing on the twitter you can go to at snop oddcast one piece snop oddcast or on the instagram or the facebook at she nerds out podcast and you can send us an email to she nerds out at gmail.com do you like the snop do you want to snop some more do you want to snop all night long we we can help you with that <laughs> you gotta us on. <laughs> you gotta subscribe uh that'd be great you can leave us a rating and a review that'd be awesome that that helps us out uh and we'd appreciate it yeah and thanks crystal and thanks lee and Thanks to the stairs um, and everybody stairs part of today's episode. <laughs> and don't forget to go check out our all Winona episode that was released yesterday because <clears throat> I think you will be pleased. And on that <laughs> note, she nerds out. out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Back to the original timeline. You just had to get the last word. I do. (laughs) That's Tara's thing.